dine. We dash. We podcast. This is the Dine and Dash podcast with Matt Dean Pettit and Jeff Cole. Hey guys, how you doing? Okay, and welcome to another edition of the Dine and Dash podcast. We are down here at TalkShoe Studio here at Stack Market. Thank you, uh, Erica, the producer, is in studio today. Erica, how are you? I'm good. She's good. I don't know if you can hear, but I'm sure you can because the studio quality is amazing. And beside me is the Jeff Cole. Adjacent to more like. It is adjacent. I'm not really beside. I'm I can I'm off side to side kind of. You were like the Russians going offside against Team Canada in the junior hockey game, which beat us last two days ago. Okay. Topical yeah. news. Topical there. news. Wasn't that something? And would this be straight in front of me? Would this be dead, dead, dead nuts in front? Here we go. And guys, we have our dash component of the show. We have our celebrity guest host, our expert host. What an intro this is. Chef Paul Lilikas. How are you, Paul? Hey, I'm good. How are you? Good, brother. Good to see you in here. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is a lot of fun. So guys, holiday time is now passed let's talk about that for half a second because i know that you know paul off camera off air you were saying you had some fun this holiday time it was busy it was busy right <laughs> but i like how you say that very diplomatically yeah yeah my mom's listening sure she is <laughs> what up mom what up mom she's single no oh patty cole is your mom single yes as a matter of fact she is gentlemen out there uh patty cole is single hi mom uh she is at, at uh, lucinda's world on instagram if any of you a gentleman would like to check her out. And can I Ooh. say that Patty Cole is lovely, an absolute lovely woman, and uh, she is the uh, pride of Jeff Cole. This is very true. And this is you. Let's go back to Paul for a second. <laughs> Enough about Patty. Can we stay on Patty? We could stay on Patty Cole and talk about her all day. She's amazing. But let's go back to Paul for a second and let's hear about Paul's adventures over the last couple of days of holidays. Oh, it was busy, 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 busy. Busy, busy, busy. Times three. <laughs> I don't know. It's just a lot in uh, in a few days. For sure. You know, I asked my mom if we could go to Mexico this year instead, and she started crying. So <laughs> never, that, was, that was a no. Never a good start. <laughs> no. maybe, mom, ne maybe next year. Mom, meatloaf. <laughs> mom, the Mexican. Mom, meatloaf. It's coming. What a great movie. What, what movie is that from? Still testing question. Still testing question. Are you asking? It was a question to you. Mom, meatloaf. Old school. Wedding Old crashers. school. Old it? school. Oh, uh, Wedding Crashers. Yeah. Paul's right. Yeah. No, oh, you're, it you're is. Right. Yeah, yeah, Wedding oh, Crashers. No, no, 100%. Darn. Mm -hmm, See, mm -hmm. that wasn't on script. That was just completely off the cuff. Nope. That's what we do down here at Dine Dash Podcast. So holiday time is over. Let's jump into it. It's crazy. Paul's talking about his crazy time. I as well. We go between uh, family, extended family. I'm lucky we don't have to do extensive traveling, but it is stressful. I do a big cook up on Christmas Eve day, part of me at my place here uh, in downtown Toronto, and family comes over and it gets stressful. And then it ends. And then here we go. We put ourselves out and it's now almost New Year's. Guys, it is December 30th here today, Monday. We're going to be posting this tomorrow, which is going to be the 31st. And on the eve of New Year's, Jeff. Uh, yes, Western New Year's. Western. Yeah, this is, there are other New Year's celebrations throughout the world. That's and, impossible. Oh, is that right? I feel like I'm American and it's the only thing that matters. I'm not sure that that has anything to do with being American. <laughs> Well, generally, I have American family, and they don't even know that New Year's exists in Canada. Oh, well, fair enough. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Well, they, I've, I've heard that Americans love you all. Love you but, all. But some will ask, hey, so what do you guys do for uh, for Independence Day? It's yeah. like, well, we don't. 
because well we celebrate the fact that you broke away from the british congrats guys you are just a history major well i mean i did get my grade 10 so did you not on paper but you know i was there it was there yeah so as we get into you know new year's eve around the corner i thought this episode by setting it up you know jeff and i always like to have a lot of fun we like to bring in the dash component which is our guest host today chef paul willikis and paul you are going to set the stage for the ultimate sort of New Year's party, what to do, what not to do, the good, the bad, the ugly. First off, would you invite somebody like Jeff Cole to your party if you're doing one? Absolutely. Better wow. get some dip. <laughs> Can I full of inaccurate movie trivia? You know, what could be better? Totally. totally. Is that from Ghostbusters, that one there? <laughs> Was nice. it? Which one? Was it? Full of inaccurate movie trivia. That's a line from Ghostbusters. Oh, my God. I love you guys. That might be, might be inaccurate. Might be inaccurate. Yeah. You, do you know that so this might burst your bubble i was just told over the holiday period that the movie home alone was filmed in a gymnasium the entire set essentially was built in an home alone one yes ivan reitman legend god bless him canadian by the way yes um was filmed the entire thing was filmed in a movie was in a, in a gymnasium mm -hmm. terrible well just the, the wow the, but part of it was filmed in the swimming pool the, the flooded basement scene was filmed in the swimming right. pool, like over the swimming pool, so they could run water down the steps and then it had somewhere to go. But the swimming wow. pool in the school. That's right. Right. That's and right. then like the, they built the home set, which is a beautiful home. In the gym. In it the is. gym. Right. Does that, no, let me ask you before we get, you know, I love this. We get a little off topic here at Dine and Dash. Are you starting to do the hashtag DDP? Uh, yeah, because we can piggyback off of uh, the wrestler Diamond Dallas Page. Oh my God, he's amazing. Yeah. I was really hoping that because I haven't checked it yet, but just sort of managing you and I, the social media of this beautiful show, mm. hashtag DDP could maybe mean something else. Has anybody looked? Should we look? Yes. Jeff, I think we should look. Okay. Jeff, get your camera out. Alrighty. Jeff's going now to the record books here. Paul, I don't know if you want to see what comes up first on yours. Oh, sure. Let's see what we got here, guys. Hashtag DDP. Why have you, have you looked? This no, up I now? haven't. That's what I'm saying. I'm, this is fully off the cuff. Erica's is doing so a hashtag DDP. One million posts. So yeah. Is it a weird thing? Oh. It's oh. got to be something sexual. Hmm. Uh, oh. It's a lot of, there's a lot of different. I there's think. some dancing. Yeah. Yeah. There's like some two-step moves. That's good. I was just hoping. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. I was like just really hoping this wasn't going to be like some really sexual bad move. That's nice. That we can't share with our mom. I love that. I don't know what that is, but that's cool. So we're going to be both. We're going to share some images up on our social and all of our socials with some hashtag DDP. So that's it. Thank you, Erica. Erica, the producer, amazing. Erica, well, Donner. I, I really think we should infiltrate the DDP world because it looks like do. all these pictures, things look like a lot of fun. And look, I just found a Ford F-350. Hashtag DDP. That's yes. a big truck. It's a big truck. So other than Dine and Dash podcast, what would DDP stand for in your life? Down Dirty Party? Yeah. I'm not going to comment. Because I, know. I already, I've already gone there in my brain, and it's not. You will get arrested. I went there and turned back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> just for now. You went the full. You went to the third base, but you didn't want to round home. Okay, Correct. so we're gonna set up this show. We're gonna talk, and we're gonna bring in a dying component, which is talking about some fun foods. Did you guys know? So as we get into the dying component a little bit here. So with the New Year's tomorrow, the different traditions and different places in the world had so much fun of bringing in like lucky foods. Do you guys know any lucky foods out there? Chef, I, Paul, I know you're a chef and you know some of these different things. Anything out there that strikes a bell? Well, I, I'm Estonian, yep. right? And so I do know that in Estonia, there's the tradition of eating seven different things on New Year's Day oh. or rather New Year's Eve to bring you luck to the new year. Okay. It's supposed to bring you 
the strength of seven men in the new year which Interesting. is a little antiquated maybe it is or the strength of men. two women right i'd say it's more <laughs> like yeah exactly i would say yeah it's like the strength of one woman or or seven guys that are sick and complaining and don't want right. to get up and do nothing look at the seven dwarfs from snow white god bless them you know took one woman to control those ragamuffins it, it, it absolutely <laughs> well did you know this was a good one i don't know if you heard this last week but you brought up another good point of female power what were you saying jeff cool about the female reindeers yeah so we went over this last time so male reindeers their reindeer their, their antlers molt off in the winter and then regrow back in the warmer months so i mean so think about these reindeer that are pulling Santa, the fat ass sleigh, pardon me, Santa, yeah. whatever, rest in peace. Um, <laughs> RIP. These are, these are strong, independent women, reindeer, who are pulling this sleigh. So Rudolph was not a garçon. No. No way. Rudolph, now, this is something didn't I know this. So I didn't know this at all. If anybody has, you know, some good scientific, you know, stuff to back this up, I would like for you to. Um, Paul mine. Paul mine. Have you no, got? Definitely not. <laughs> well, anyone listening, hashtag DDP, hashtag um rim, women pull sleighs uh and, oh, then, okay. and let us know you almost said rim by the way in there too rimmin hashtag rimmin pull sleighs just gonna leave that one that's gonna linger in the air it will, it will not be trending it will not so <laughs> tell i want to know so as we talk about lucky food so in asia i go to asia quite often usually about every three months for work and in china and in a lot of asian cultures obviously the long noodles and do you know what happens when you have a long noodle what does that mean Oh God, this yeah, is you, good, you get the right? DDP. Right, you get the DDP. That's exactly right. Oh, I love, God. I love Paul in the studio. You know, this is exactly right. You do not get the DDP, other than you get to listen to it. But no, that means long life. It means right. long life. Oh, yes, that's what so I meant. That's right. That's what you meant. So I was never gifted with the long noodle. Well, you know what they say about somebody with me. a what they say about a guy with a long noodle. What's that? He's got a big bowl. He definitely has a big bowl. <laughs> and you are, by the way, Paul, looking at the fa fo champion of the world. I got oh. a fo book for Christmas, or fa book for Christmas. You eat, I'm not kidding. So Jeff Cole, the man in the middle here, I've got Paul in front of me. I've got Jeff in the middle, and I'm on the far right. We have producer Erica here at the Talk Show Studio down here. It's stacked on the far, far middle, left, back, back. She's the garnish on top of the sandwich. The I'm, I'm the meat Ooh. in the... You are. Yeah. You're the meat in between the, the buds. But Jeff is literally, so just with that being said, Jeff is the faux master. The you, faux king. You yeah, are, I'm the faux king. You are the faux right. king. You eat three, you eat literally three foods in the world, right? Three things. Roughly. Can you explain to them and our listeners? Well, some Paul? kind of some kind of noodle soup. Okay. Um, generally a faux or ramen. But now the reason I say faux is because I always switch to egg noodles, which is why it's faux, F-A-U-X, as opposed to P-H-O. Faux. Second um, time you've given good reference to our listeners about thanks, that. Thanks, dear. But you know what? That's good because people don't know that. Well, now they do. And I'll also eat uh, tacos and then I'll eat wings. And that's pretty much it. He is not lying. So, Paul, I'm looking you dead in the eye right now. And our listeners are listening to this intently. Jeff Cole, the king of comedy, literally eats three things. God Every bless you. Every day, even, even over the holidays? Um, I'll eat a turkey wing, you know? Oh. And um, no, I'll shave a little meat into a taco you brought from home. I mean, you <laughs> I could always have a tortilla on th hand. Think about you, you could take Christmas dinner. And, it, and just have it as you will with your with your turkey or your ham and your stuffing and your your veggies and whatever. Just grab a tortilla, put it on there. I mean, how much more fun is it to eat with your hand? 
We're I grabbing agree. this tortilla from you. Bring it from home. What does your mother think of that? Do you not have any on you right now? No. I will loan you some. Fresh, I got I, Paul, Paul brought Paul brought a bottle of Maker's Mark. What else do you need? <laughs> a tortilla to eat it. Touche. You know what? That would be nice. That wouldn't would be it nice. though? It'd be like a Kentucky tortilla. So three things that you know that you've eaten. Okay, so is there anything in your what? What Cole? Cole's a good Irish name. No, Scottish name. I think I think it's English. Well, my, it my is part English. Of it you're is right. English. You're, you're right. My part is English. And I think we've I talked think. about this before. Yeah. So do so, you know any lucky traditions? Any lucky foods in English culture? Yes. Um, I know that. <laughs> Other than an IPA or what, a good ale. Well, whenever I visit England, um, a lucky day for me is a lucky food would be, say, after a night of you know processing and whatnot. You stumble upon a kebab I'm shop. Going to toilet? No. Oh. It means you stumble upon a kebab shop Love and you walk kebab. in. You're like, "Oi, mate, how about a kebab?" And they say, "Get out of my shop." That's right. What's wrong with you? Wrong First with you? of all, pants are necessary. <laughs> but getting a nice kebab and then in the but the lucky part is in the morning when you wake up and realize you only had two bites and it's like, "Wow, I have this mess of meat." And I actually have a picture of that. And you're oh. wearing, but you know what? You've only had two bites of the, the mystery meat, but mm -hmm. you're wearing the rest on your shirt. Well, I mean, come on. That's what happens if you're eating kebab at 3 a.m. in some part in England. Well, you know what they say? No. You are what you wear what you eat. It's true. Or something. I used to live in the UK in Scotland and uh, I was over there playing rugby and, and I was cooking. This is a long time ago. And I used to live above a chippy. So every single night we'd finish work at like three in the morning. And I would go down, I, I would, my place was above a chippy and we would stop and eat literally fish and chips. You have it on your, you, yeah, you do. We're going to post that as well, guys. That's a picture of Jeffy Cool wearing. Oh yeah. That's a morning after kebab right there. So there you go. You've got sex, drugs, and alcohol right on your, uh, literally right there on your phone. I thought you'd actually show me a way better picture. Hey, eh, Paul, you're actually going to post that. No, <laughs> Why? it's the worst picture of all time, guys. Paul, did you not think he was going to bring some heat, like some fun picture of you in the streets of England? Like I thought it was going to be more clearly kebab, you know, with two bites. So just it's to just to, show, to just you to walk what? you guys through, what I'm Jeff never bringing up another picture. I thought I was doing something wonderful and a gift for the two of you, you know. Jeff, do you want to just tell the listeners what you just posted a picture or tell showed showed Paul and I a picture of a, of? Pardon me. What well, is that? It's a picture you, of a. Adjectives. It was it was a hotel room with three takeaway containers and a and a kebab in a takeaway container which that's what i that's exactly what i an anecdote about luck for the new year yeah right. and that's the luck the luck is whoa i woke up and oh i don't have to get breakfast because it's right here oh and if you're lucky you won't get food poisoning. right right <laughs> well yeah i mean not unless you that's your thing so jeff cole yeah. bring it full circle with a little bit of luckiness so in asia as we talked about they do the long noodle in portugal they do a thing named baro baro Ray. So Baro Ray and my Portuguese friends, Hugo and Phil, you guys are going to kill me, but Portuguese listeners, Baro Ray, which means uh, lucky cake, king cake, pardon me, king cake. And they put little slices in all the little slices of the cake. They'll put like a little charm of some sort. And if you get the charm, you're the lucky person. And probably need surgery. Yeah. What if you swallow the charm? That's well, then, what I'm yeah, you're, you're, th lucky yeah, you. you're, that's it. You're going and good luck. Pomegranates. Do you know what pomegranates are for in, in uh, lucky foods as we and get into the New Year's Eve time? Do you know what pomegranates represent in a lot of European-based countries? Fertility. Uh, fertility. Is that right? That was a guess. That was, a, dude, we were, you nailed that. I didn't think you were doing anything there. Wow. So, wow, it's pretty good. We got to get you on Jeopardy. That was wicked. <laughs> what is uh, what is fertility, Matt? Uh, no, fertility. I don't know why, but I'm assuming they're little, maybe li they represent little, little eggs. Little seeds. Little seeds. seeds, right? Yeah. Yeah, I love Makes that. Sense. Do you have a tip, by the way, Paul, 
for people that want to eat pomegranates at home? Because I know they're a pain in the ass. Uh, I like to I like to open them very gently, never cut through them because you cut all those arrows in half and yeah. it just makes a bloody mess. It does. I like to just score the outside, rip it open, yep. put it underwater, and then work it underwater. The oh. arrows fall to the bottom and the pith rises to the top. So I thought that was going to wow. be, that was amazing, by the way. Thank you. I think we should clap them. When I asked for my fertility, honestly, I'm sorry, you said a fertility. bunch of words that I don't understand. When I, sous chef Jeff is in the house today. When I usually ask Jeff some of these like hard hitting questions, I'm like, how would you do that dish? I never get an answer like that. That was amazing. That was a real like proper answer. It was a proper answer. I've done it once or twice. Once or twice. Mm -hmm. So guys, there's a little tip of the pros there for you, Chef Paul. So we know pomegranate and what we're going to be talking about after we jump in and we have a little fun on the dash component is we're going to do a roasted uh, grape recipe. So in Spain and Portugal, but mainly Spain, there's a tradition where you eat uh, 12 grapes on the last minute. Oh, yes. Yeah. 12 grapes. Have you ever done this? Cool. Okay. Hold that. But you eat 12 okay. grapes, 12 grapes in the last minute. So you've got about eight seconds or so, and it sounds quite easy and the grapes can be you know, ready to go, but it's not. And especially if you're in Spain where they do it officially, majority of grapes in Spain, they have pits in them or, or seeds, part of me. Mm -hmm. It's only in North America that we actually cryogenically, you know, scientific, scientifically make our, scientifically, <laughs> testically make our grapes. Um, but those, those have no, those have seeds. So there's quite the tradition of trying to actually get the seeds out before doing it. And not everybody can do it. And I, I think that they oh, say in one minute, in one minute. So at 11, so at 11.59, for clarity, so at 11.59 in Spain, everybody gets a little bowl of, of grapes, 12 grapes, red or black grapes, and both have pits in them or seeds, pardon me. And in the, as soon as it strikes 11.59, everybody has to eat one per sort of, you know, the, as the countdown. And you eat, try to eat 12 in that final minute. Mm. And it sounds like it's easy, but apparently it's not. What if I just chug a glass of wine in the last minute? That's so that's the that's I've been doing that for years. That right, right. <laughs> this that does that deserves a golf clap right there. That, that's 100%. a great move. I think I do that too. No seeds. No seeds. Seedless. Already squ <laughs> squeezed. But I think, I think this year, I think we have to all talk to each other and let's try tomorrow. Let's try the twelve grapes and see if people can do it. No. Okay. Thanks, Jeff, for participating, <laughs> being part of the show. I'm not grapes and I not a thing, man. What do you got Are you grapes? serious? When I was seven years old, this is so true. My cousin Leslie Ann, love you, Les. Les. Um, <laughs> she put three grapes in my mouth, and she's like, and then I'm gonna, she's like, I'm gonna push a fourth grape in. Oh God. And then they're gonna, what she, what I thought she said was they're gonna come flying out. And it'll be hilarious. What she, what she meant to do is she was gonna, they would go into my cheeks, and I'd look like a chipmunk. <clears throat> so what, what happened is they all went down my throat. And so I had four grapes down my throat and I couldn't breathe and I'm running around the house turning blue and my aunt found me and she slapped me on the back and grapes came out. But then from that day forward, no grapes. And I'm still convinced to this day, my cousin was trying to kill me. I think so. Here. Leslie Ann, first off, we could pretty much process you. You're lucky that there's a, what is it? Statute of limitations. Yeah. We could, we could try to pick this up. Paul, are you a lawyer as well? I know you've done a lot of things. Not. You're not. not. Okay. But I am wondering. When was the last you... time you checked? There's a lot of things I am that I don't know. Right. It's been a while. It's been a it's while. Been a while. So you never know. It could be. Could be. Could now be. I'm just wondering, though, do you get triggered when you walk by the grapes at the grocery store? Is that why you only eat three things? The three safest foods? No, there's, you know, the, I. it's not that I only eat those Great three. Question. I try to, like, have that as my base. Like, those are my main stuff. I'll pepper in a thing or two there. Mm. Like, I like some prosciutto once in a while. I, I He could, lives pretty dangerously. It's amazing. Paul. I'll go with a, uh, uh, not a grape. 
but a blackberry delicious mm. big time really See, one, like of my worst, one of my worst fruits blackberry is it because of the little bits the bits are terrible i don't know man i like the bits really <laughs> yeah bits are good you would, can just go would you take a raspberry over a strawberry or sorry a blackberry over a strawberry over strawberry in yeah. season strawberry. strawberry now here's a fun fact about strawberries the only fruit with the seeds on the outside really we'll be right back <laughs> <laughs> this episode of Dine and dash is brought to you by the strawberry king jeff cole the strawberry growers of north dakota mmm that's juicy <laughs> Okay, so let's keep moving along, guys. This is episode three. I'm Matt Dean Pettit. Jeff Cole. Paul Lilicus here. Okay, guys, and we're down here at Talk Shoe Studio here at Stack Market Downtown Toronto. So let's jump in. We've got our guest host here, guys. As you know, Dine and Dash is all about a dine component. We're going to walk you through a fun sort of recipe that is sort of thematic at the time. Tomorrow's New Year's, so we're going to talk about and bring you a lucky recipe, which is our roasted grapes, which is fun. But let's jump into Paul Lilicus. Paul's a man of many different things. He's got a lot of stuff. He's got a great history, great past. And, and a great head of hair. Thank you. My goodness. It's a wig. Literally, I was looking you up on the internet before I came over here. And I was like, damn, this guy's got hair game. He's got the greatest hair game. Right? Swear to God. It's got that always windblown look. I think, I think I, it's wind swept. Swept. The I think we're looking for was blown. swept. Blown swept. Yes. Well, you did get the greatest compliment in the world by Harry Connick Jr. Yeah, yeah. Right? You were cooking for him and you were on air doing some stuff. So was, tell us about that. <laughs> it was unexpected. Yeah, I got the opportunity to do a cooking segment with him on City Line. Cool. And he, uh, you can find the clip on my Instagram. It's there for everyone to see. Which is? Which is at Paul Lilicus. That's last name's L I L L A K A S, just for the record. It's a few L's in there. Yeah, it's, uh, la, 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 la. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird one. Um, and we were doing this segment. It You don't get, you, you know, this. Maddie, you don't get a second chance on live TV. Uh, and so we kind of just, just dove into it and it just went so much better than I could have ever imagined. It's great. He, he said, he said we should run away together and I can cook him Southern food. And he, True story. I, I, I was speechless on the air. Which, He's speechless. It's kind of embarrassing. But you handled it so well. Thank you. I was checking it up and doing a little, like, I remember when it happened because I saw it. I'm jealous, by the way. <laughs> you should be. Man. Harry Connick Jr. So he talking is? about Paul's hair game. Harry Connick Jr. has a nice hair too. Yeah, he he's does. a babe. Right? Total yeah. babe. Hey, let's check out my hair. Yeah, it's so nice. So let's stay on that for one second, then we're going to get to know really who you are. But do you guys have like a top three movie with Harry Connick Jr. in it? I know I've got one. No. Okay. So what is the movie? <laughs> what is the movie? And I'm hoping, and I'm going to get in trouble by a certain somebody if I don't maybe say this properly, but what is the one when the guy dies and Harry Connick Jr. Ghost. plays. No, not ghost. Yeah, I think it's ghost. <laughs> no, it's Ireland. It's they're in Ireland. They go. Somebody help me. I think me that here. was in New York. No, yes. Harry Connick Jr. plays like the boyfriend to be, and it's with what's his name? And I'm blowing this completely. Okay, Ghost had Demi Moore, and uh, not Patrick love actually. Swayze. Not love actually. P.S. I love you. P.S. Oh. I love you. Have you never seen P.S. I Love You? No. And I love that you were Googling. Thank not. you. I was trying to help. Have you, you not watched P.S. I Love You? Erica, producer Erica, have you watched P.S. I Love You? Yeah, I think I cried the whole time. I cried the entire like, thing. Literally the entire hmm. movie. So I avoid movies like that. Really? See, yeah. I need more I need more sensitivity oh, sometimes in my life. I've seen Mrs. Delphire a hundred times, but I I've never it. seen P.S. I Love You. It was a drive-by fruiting. <laughs> uh, I think, if I may, I just figured out, I remembered as I read it what this epic, amazing movie, one of the best movies ever made, in my opinion. Yes, sir. That he was in. 
Can, can you think of which one I'm talking about? Star Wars. Uh, Dolphin Tail. Oh, no, I love that. it. Oh, Independence Day. He was a was badass it? fighter pilot hanging out with Will Smith. Okay. Yeah. Harry oh. Connick Jr. <laughs> yeah. I did not remember that. Wow. I don't remember uh, that. But I have to go back and watch. For that. sure. But I'm, uh, you know what? I'm glad that you did bring up Dolphin Tail. I also cry in that. I love that movie. Is True that, story, by the way. Are you, are you swear serious? to swear to God, I've been to the Tampa Bay Aquarium and I've seen that little dolphin. Oh, they made oh. a dolphin tail too. I've, I've seen them both. And I'm not kidding. Well. This is full, full disclosure. If there's an animal in a movie like Marley and me, good luck. The second it, I press play, I'm done. Water I'm, I'm oh, water. It's like Waterworld 1993 with Kevin Costner. <laughs> I just, love Kevin Costner. He's, he's got gills, baseball. It's true. Cars. No, but it did. If there's an animal. So Harry Connick Jr. So, okay, let's agree on that one. Paul, you've never seen um, PS I Love You. No. Please walk away and go see that. I, Listeners out there. I'll put that on my list. Yeah, get out right now. Go watch it. Then come back. Bye. Right? Bye. <laughs> Later. Okay, so as we get into this, Paul, tell us a little something. We're going to drop into some questions here. Who are you? What do you do? And like, why? What makes you? Because we're talking New Year's Eve. What makes you the New Year's expert in this episode here today with us? That's a lot in one question. Right. Um, so to try to give you a really high level, you know, sort of background on where I came from and my career. Um, so I have a background in cooking, in media and in comedy. And so I kind of have been spending the last 10 or so years trying to figure out how to bring it all together because I always wanted to be in front of the camera. I wanted to cook. I wanted to share recipe sure. inspiration with people. Um, but I learned through many kitchen jobs that food service wasn't really where my heart was. Yep. And I wanted to make, I really wanted to make it to TV. And so um, over the course of, yeah, like over a decade, I've worked in literally every sort of point in the food service and food media sectors. For sure. Um, and that's how we've met. Right, yeah. right. And so uh, to give you sort of the highlights, I, I mean, everything kind of changed when I was working. I was working two jobs. I was running a catering business and I was working at the Healthy Butcher. Yeah. And I- It's a great store, by the way. Oh, amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Had a blast working there. Uh, learned so much. For sure. And I went on Chopped Canada. So I competed on Chopped Canada okay. and I won. I remember. And this was the first season of Chopped Canada. Oh, was that, was that season one? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. It was episode five of the first season. Cool. And it was Chopped, the US one was so big at the time. For sure. And so that really gave me a boost. For sure. And then- um, oh. I went and I, what was your winning dish? Do you remember at the end? Yeah, it was, a. I had, um, was it 12 grapes? It was limes. <laughs> no, it was key limes. Thank God. Uh, Marcona almonds, Ooh. uh, relish, like pickled relish nice. and, uh, graham crackers. And so I made a duck egg custard right. with a Marcona almond streusel and a burnt relish brittle because cool. I was thinking what, could I do with relic this like super savory thing? For sure. And I th thought cut it with some kind of bitterness. Jeff Cole, what would you make if you had Marcano almonds, some kind of relish and graham, was it graham crackers? Well, what, would yeah. you, what would you make Jeff Cole some if you were on chopped? Taco. I'd probably, yeah. I, I mean, I would go with like an open face sort of tostada type thing with a, like a, sort of like a, the graham cracker as the base. You got the relish as the top. The uh, almonds would be a little crunchy, maybe roast them a tad. Yeah. And what was the third, fourth thing? Oh, there was, uh, there was lime. Key, key lime. Key lime. Key lime. Wow. I mean, that's perfect to, to squeeze on it. And then I'd probably. They just, love that. Just squeeze. I'd probably go uh, get a bunch of. How did you incorporate? Of, uh, so chef, how did you incorporate the key lime? I Squeezed it. I squeezed mm. it right over the top. Yeah. Well, that's choked on four. Squeezed totally, the other totally. You'd I'd also gone. probably I'd go into like the chopped big kitchen and be like, "You got any uh, uh, pork?" <laughs> 
And then I put some of that on it, you know, because then it's a taco. Of course. Or whatever. But I do like the fact that's a great idea. Anytime you're like stuck for stuff like that, like make it an open face sandwich slash taco slash tostada. Tostada. Or toast. Right. Sexy toast. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But everybody loves that kind of stuff. So you did, would we know any of the competition that was with you that episode, perhaps? Mm. Anybody else? Did, do you remember by chance? I know it was a while ago. Uh, but like, Eric Wood. Eric Wood. Yeah, yeah. Chef work. Eric Wood. I think he's only in consulting these days. He is, yeah. Eric's a great guy. Amazing guy. Um, and I can't, Terrence, too, was another guy. Okay. And uh, Brian Birch was Brian the other, Birch. Was the other okay. competitor. He was working at Bark. At oh, awesome. Um, well, congrats so, on that win. Yeah, it really changed. It changed everything because I was... Uh, you know, I was really still, I was very much learning mm -hmm. and I'm, I've never stopped learning. I'm still learning sure. to this day. I'll be learning till I, the time I die in the well, culinary well, world. Well, Jeff just right? taught you how to make another sexy toast. That's, yeah, that's right. I'm done learning. I'm, I'm teaching now. <laughs> Damn right. And so I, I, I so it, it was, it just gave me a huge leg up. It opened up a lot of doors for me. And then I went, I wanted to make it into the, the publishing recipe development uh, or TV space. Yep. Uh, and I went and I worked for Chatelaine. I was intern there. And then I, I really just wanted to get to like Canadian Living, Chatelaine or House and Home or any one of those magazines. Yeah, amazing, knew, amazing publications for sure. Right. And I knew that the, not only would I be able to write recipes yeah. for a living, I could also probably get spots on TV yeah. because I knew magazine editors, you know, go on to do lots of TV spots. For and, sure. Um, and so I, I, kind of a winding road from there over the next few years, yep. I landed a job at uh, Canadian Living cool. as food editor. And so I was like, oh man, this is my like ticket in. Um, and there were three people when I went in there doing the job that like seven people were doing there Yikes. like four years earlier. Sounds like me in this room right now. <laughs> hey yo. That's true. Well, I, I'm doing nothing. I'm sorry. I'm, I love you guys. Everybody knows that, you know, the magazine world is shifting a lot. For the sure. whole media space is shifting a lot. And so I had a really good experience there, but uh, it was, it became clear to me that I wasn't going to have the time to do a lot of TV. So I got, I got to hone my recipe development skills a lot. That was invaluable. I got to meet a lot of people, but I was working a ton. Right. Like we were just working, working, right. working. And uh, then when I left the magazine, I decided that I wasn't going to, I had other corporate jobs there, Pepper along the way. But, Sounds like the movie but, Devil Wears Prada for a second there. Kind of. What was that fan, was that fashion magazine movie when they're like, just like working like crazy and yeah, like yeah, yeah. coffee's flying everywhere. Is, and, it, right? is it ghost? It was ghost. It was a ghost? Yeah, it was ghost. Jeff Cole loves ghost. Sorry, Paul, continue. This gets me every time. <laughs> Talk about, imagine if you put a golden retriever in that movie. See, I never cried in ghost, but if there was a golden retriever in ghost, I'd lose my And stuff. Harry Potter. Oh, and Harry Connick. <laughs> P.S. I love you. So, uh, so where the hell was I? So <laughs> you were, you were just left, you were just left the magazine. I left the magazine and I decided that I was going to give doing my own thing a try. Yeah. And entrepreneur. Um, uh, entrepreneur world. And I had, I had worked enough for in corporate positions that I, I knew I was just young enough. I had, was just married, uh, that I had enough, I had enough flexibility to give it a shot. And gumshoe. Is that the word I was looking? You're looking for like no to give it a shot. Gumption. Gumption. Yeah, gumption. Gumption. I guess I had gumption. Hutzpah, gumption. Whatever. Yeah. Not, what? Not gumshoe. Gumshoe was a detective. Yeah. He had a bit. Of, he was looking the. Anyway, Sergeant. Then I started my PI firm. That's right. Uh, <laughs> no, no, but I, I, I really wanted to get on TV. That was my main goal, and so I, I, I uh, just basically 
pitched myself to death. I wow. just, I just pitched and pitched and pitched and what I you got to do. And I got a, you know, one spot on your morning. Awesome. And I got from that, I got one more spot. And then yeah. from those two, I got two more spots and from those, and it grew like that. And this January, like in whatever, six days yep. would be two years since I started on my own. Congrats. Um, and now I'm contributing to five different shows. Uh, that's great. And oh, I'm, boy. and I develop recipes and I work with food brands that I actually want to work with. It's not just who's got the money, which, sure. which is one of the best things about what I do, because I can, I can partner with people I actually want to work with yep. and uh, just share inspiration with people, which is all I want to do food wise. We're lucky to have you on the show today, Paul. This is fun because you, that's exactly it. What I love about you, you've known, we've known each other for a couple of years now yeah. and you know, we've done stuff together and I think you're a very organic, real person. So you, and I try to pride myself the same way. Jeff, I can't speak to so much, but. Sorry, what? Ghost, ghost. Yeah. Demi Moore. Who, um, Whoopi, Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi Goldberg, she's amazing. Just thing before I continue to talk highly about Paul, do you know that Whoopi Goldberg has not changed in like 30 years? She looks the exact same. Oh, I know. My husband is a Whoopi fanatic. If you Who wouldn't be? It. Who wouldn't be? We, we, when, fun little story. I, when I went, took it to him to New York to propose to him, yeah. I got us tickets to go to the view. Yes. <laughs> and we're at the view and he's freaking out because Whoopi's there. And this woman. So Whoopi's his guy. Whoopi's his girl, pardon me. Yeah. Oh, Amazing. Loves Amazing. Her, loves her, loves her. Amazing. So this woman had made these beautiful fabric roses, like handmade them for all the ladies. Right. And gave two to Whoopi. And Whoopi basically just gave them to us no. as a, as a, as an, because it was our fifth anniversary. Okay. Gave them to us as a gift, which was such a nice gesture. But this poor woman behind us is just like. For sure. You just gave away the gift <laughs> that I gave you. Hours making those for sure. <laughs> so Whoopi, wow. hold on. So let, let's walk us through this. You guys are in the audience. Yeah. Whoopi literally has these gifts and she like says, here guys, you want, like, these are for you. Well, the way that they, the way that it works is during the commercial breaks, there's like an audience engager. For like sure. Well, that's language. the hoopla. That's like the hoopla person. That's right. Like exactly. The, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, for but sure. They take long breaks because it's I've live. I've part of those. Because it's live. Right. And so um, they do little Q and A's and I was like, well, I got to at least try to get Whoopi's attention because we came all the way to New York, whatever. So for I sure. stood up and I was like, I have a question. Where would you take your husband or your whatever boyfriend yeah. for your 50 year anniversary here in New York? Basically just alluding to like, it's, you know, it's, happening, it's happening and like, yeah. and he had no idea. He had no idea. Sorry. Your husband's name, Alex, Alex, he had no Alex idea. Will be listening. And so, uh, Hi, Alex. <laughs> so Whoopi, Whoopi gets these flowers and then just basically says like, she didn't even leave her seat. She just says like, you know what? I think this would be a really nice memento for those two, those two Amazing. guys. Amazing. And then gives it to us. I never even looked back at the woman because I was no. mortified. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, this woman probably hates us. Just like real straightforward. It's just like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then we got these gold roses. So you still them. have them or did oh, you yeah. lose them? Mm -mm. Okay. Mm -mm. You got them. You don't lose oh, something no. that Whoopi steals for you. No, my husband has all but gotten them framed. <laughs> right, right. They're like bronzed on the mantle. Pretty much, pretty much. It's not a bad Christmas gift next year. Yeah. yeah. Alex? Surprise! You should box, get him a copy of Ghost. Oh, I should original VHS yeah. copy. We yep. can watch it while we box right? up the roses. And right? maybe nowadays, thank God, like social media, you could probably have Whoopi send you like a personalized message as you're watching Ghost. Be like, hey, what's a up? Cameo. Yeah, cameo. Thanks so much, Paul and Alex, for watching my show. <laughs> okay, so from obviously you're here today in the studio. So you know, I see you. I know you do a lot of TV. We joke and you know talking about the Harry Connick Jr. Uh, 
segment, which was amazing. Truthfully, it was a, so much fun because you were a loss for words. Thank you. You were a loss for words. Briefly there, yeah. Yeah, he gave you the ultimate compliment. I was very taken aback. Right? <laughs> but so, you only got five minutes, so you got to kind of pick up You got to move. move and this is it, right? It's just like here when you're, you know, we try not to do any editing, as you can tell, because Jeff is just too good off the cuff. Yep. <laughs> as he's stumbling with his, his Perrier water here today. Big up to Perrier. Thanks so much, Perrier. Perrier. Let me ask you guys a real question here, just a quick one before we keep going. Are you like a bubbly water or a flat water person? Bubbly water. You two are fancy. Bubbly sure. all really? day. Wow. <clears throat> I have two soda streams at home. Yeah, I, really? have, I have two different soda makers. Do you want a soda stream? Do you want a third? I have a soda stream as well. Yep. I've never used it. Yep. I swear I call to God. It, call, it, call it. Really? Yep. Because we should maybe give it away as a, you as a prize. You don't need two. You just need more bottles and more canisters. Right. right? Having two I'm right. not a fizzy bubbly what person. What if you want to do like two bottles at the same time? Uh, yeah, think about that. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. I've seen the machine. It's wicked, dude. But I just don't do it. This past Christmas, somebody in my family did Secret Santa and somebody got like a hot dog machine maker, which was it. It toast hot your bun. dog machine. Yes, maker. sir. Yes, sir. So you post, this is like the ultimate secret Santa. Put in your ground beef. Yeah. Wait yeah. No, it's not that artisanal. <laughs> it's like store-bought hot Ears. dog, shitty bun. And you put it in the toaster and it heats the bun, toast the bun at the same time. It heats the meat. Don't get any bad ideas. Jeff Cole. Darn. Darn. I would uh, like to see this machine. <laughs> it's it. Well, you probably too could from Canadian tires, probably less than $25. Cause that's the family budget. Yeah. Secret Santa's, it's less than 25, right? Yeah, 25 right, to right. 30. Yeah, yeah. I think some people push it. Unless you're like, you know, bougie. Oh, unless you're balling. What's yeah. it actually called? It's a hot dog maker machine. It, it was like, no joke. It was in a red box. It's a, I think it was Betty Crocker, Shadow Betty Crocker, like little. Sounds very American. Very, dude, very American. <laughs> and we do love our American friends and listeners, but it is, it is a very Americana hot dog toaster all in one. We, we gave an egg sandwich toaster which was great so you, you've seen I these? have seen that i used to work with a lady who would do it at her desk during our morning meeting there's so like bizarre. steam coming up from her desk so bizarre <laughs> nothing like cooking an egg in a boardroom to literally get people going egg, a slice of ham corporate the corporate oh, office this woman? Yeah, I, who, I need to meet totally oh one who? of my favorite old colleagues dion dion love you dion shout was out to D dion was dion like part of hr to get away with that kind no, of nonsense she or what on, she was on our team at loblaws on the content team Jeez. and she just she had it all figured out. Note she had kids. She was a busy mom, so mm -hmm. she knew she had to make breakfast at her desk. So that's time management one on one. I just remember knowing that's... Dion was in because you could see the steam coming up like a chimney from her cubicle. Well, I think we're gonna have to do an episode on time management cooking. Yes. You know, cooking yes. on the go, cooking in the car, cooking at your desk. It's actually a great idea. So cooking... all of these like random small appliances that can take one minute out of saving your time. Yeah. Okay, so let's get into a poll. This is New Year's Eve. This is the bad, the good, the bad, the ugly mm -hmm. here at the Dine and Dash podcast. So if you guys are just tuning in, we're going to talk about everything good, bad, and ugly of New Year's Eve. So, Paul, if there is, if there, if you're setting up a great New Year's party, first off, let's say that, you know, are you doing a New Year's party at home or are you recommending people to go outside of home? Always home for me. I can't even recommend, I can't even speak to going out. Yeah. Definitely use that free TTC. Amateur but, hour. But I can't tell you where to go because I've never been out for New Year's Eve because it's always about you know, friends, family, cooking in, you know, sure. drinking, and that's, drinking your favorite drink and not spending 12 bucks yeah, a glass. And that's the smart, I think that's the smart thing. I mean, as, I mean, I know I, in the past, as a younger gentleman, have been out to places and it's it's just a giant waste of money. Yep. It is. And it's, it, no one's on form and it's just, and it's all the amateurs that don't normally go out totally. or going out. And it's like, 
But I should preface that both these gentlemen, aside from me, Mr. Paul here and Mr. Jeff Cole, they're both well-seasoned over the age of 21. So if you might be 21 and listening or less, you know, you're probably going out somewhere. Okay, maybe if, you're, not. if you're single and 21, maybe. maybe. But I mean, I was getting together with all my 21-year-old friends at the time yep. because we would rather be in each other's company. But I For had sure. a wacky group that was like, we were, it was way too much fun to be together yep. to dilute that by going out to a bar. We did mm-hmm. it a few times, not for New Year's Eve, but it was always better to be at someone's house where you, everyone can, well, I, those days, you know, pass out freely. For sure. <laughs> Somebody's bringing a bottle of Spamante Bambino. Oh yeah, or like Four six. liter, yeah. six. <laughs> so home party. Okay, so home party, what are the essentials that people should bring? You know, whether it's food, drinks, whatever it is, what's sort of like the go-to sort of party aspects that you think people should bring? Well, I think it depends if you're having a potluck or if you're doing the hosting, because those are like two very different models for yep. a party. Yep. Um, I think the best piece of advice I give people on entertaining, and I do most of my segments and most of my recipes are entertaining, um, recipes, they're kind of fun twists for entertaining. They're not weeknight suppers. It's almost like we like plan that. this, Jeff. It's almost like we plan this purposely, this, this segment. Right. Thanks, Jeff. Well, and I think that, uh, I think that for, for when you're hosting, you should, you, first of all, you want to enjoy yourself. For and sure. I think most hosting experts, most people who, uh, you know, give advice on that topic always say sort of take the burden off yourself. Don't try anything that's going to keep you in the kitchen the whole time. Yeah. And to that point, I think, um, take, I always tell people to take sort of inspiration from a charcuterie board and how the, the essence of a good charcuterie board is that you go out, you let experts do their work and create these amazing products. And yep. then you're just in charge of arranging them. Nicely. You're the facilitator. Yeah. Right? And you get to pick whatever the combination is. Now, if you sort of imagine that your dining room table can be any kind of charcuterie board you want, you don't even have to call it a charcuterie board. Well, then you can make all sorts of crazy combinations, but leave the real like work up to the experts. That's so, true. you know, you could do traditional cheeses and meats and pickled items and crackers and breads and stuff, but you could go totally beyond that too. You know, you could do, you could do all kinds of things. You could pick a uh, regional theme and, you know, you could even do some takeout from your favorite places. Let's say for example, it's a great idea on the takeout play. Yeah. yeah. Like, like think about, but it doesn't have to be from one place. You do a little bit more shopping work or right. ordering work yeah. or even like using apps. Now you could just order a bunch of different things. Hashtag Uber Eats. And then put it on, <laughs> arrange them all. So, you know, I used to live at Young and Eglinton. There was this amazing place called Soren Thai, little Thai place. Their spring rolls were like something else. Amazing. And so if you just take the time to buy those yep. and, you know, they have them delivered, well, you could make a whole sort of like Thai inspired table full of, cold items, some ordered items. And that's a good point because I think a lot of people when they're, when they're putting their parties together, they forget that they could call their local Thai spot. And instead of combo A, it's like, no, no, I want 14. Or 40 spring rolls. I want 40 spring rolls. Yeah. Four or 14. Yeah. I'll have 14. You can have 26. Well, I mean, to, to what you're saying, I find if if I'm, I'm obsessed with like when I have people, I really want to cook something elaborate, but by the time you get like a noodle soup. Sure. But not other things I do for others. But if by the time you get all these crazy ingredients, I mean, it's taking you six hours to make whatever dish it is. You might as well have called, like you said, a place that has really good whatever. And it's probably less money. It takes less stress off you. And then you can actually enjoy your party. Right. And you can talk about how, well, you know, there's this place that makes this thing that's so great. I went through the trouble of actually getting just that thing to add something to this table. So you you still put thought and work into it. It's not like you're just phoning it in or buying, you know, party apps in boxes from the freezer is fine. And they shout have out, their place. Shout out Loblaws. Well, yeah, they have their place too. Party set. Mm-hmm. Box stickers. 
Halo. For sure. And, well, I could talk for I bet, quite some time about Pop Stars. But uh, I'm actually making those tomorrow. There's but, no, there's nothing wrong with them because right. I agree they're great. And you can dress them up any way you like. For sure. You know? That's uh, true. You mean don't use the sweet and sour sauce that comes in the box? In no. the bag. Oh. In the bag. In the bag. Save it for another Clip. time. No, save for another time. You know, just like it, it all kind of goes to the same theme. Uh, don't do it all yourself yeah. necessarily, yeah. unless that's your jam. Unless you're a home yeah. chef, like yeah. a, a huge cook enthusiast, you know, then by all means, you know, go to town. But for most people who want to also have fun on New Year's Eve, just don't do it all for yourself. Sure. People get stressed out, right? So that's it. I always tell people to, I recommend making sure to have like a really one clean work surface, make sure that your mise en place or just your ingredients are set and just keep things simple. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like make your life easy because then something's going to go wrong. Somebody's going to show up early. Mm -hmm. Wine's not going to be cold enough. Bottles are going to break. Yep. Somebody's going to stub their toe. The Uncle kids Tom's are running around. Drunk before, well. For sure. Uncle Tom shows up drunk with, Uncle Tom. you know, something crazy on the table and puts a pig's head on the table. The like we talked about off camera. Um, <laughs> the rascal's right. But yeah. I think I think that uh, yeah, you just you just don't do twelve things. Right. Like more of less is more. Right. Keep it simple, stupid. Do three things really well. Wow. Yeah. You know, make a taco. Make your entire like on the taco topic. Uh, make your entire dining room table like a taco station. Yeah. And then do it yourself. Oh, and if you're taking mm -hmm. on the potluck side, do slow cooked meats slow cooked meats for a potluck are your friend because yeah. you're not going to overcook them yep. use the slow cooker it comes with handles so you can move it it sits well and people are always impressed by it because so many people don't even go through the trouble they think that a long recipe means a complicated recipe for sure which it doesn't no nope. like there's nothing easier than pork shoulder in a slow cooker with some kind of sauce That's it. or a booze or whatever just on let it. it let it sit there and let it do it yeah and people are always impressed by it for sure um i am and so that's a great way to set up carnitas yeah yeah you could do you could do carnitas you mm -hmm. could do you could do beef you could do yeah. whatever and it's it, it it's always a hit and just yeah. and then take the time to get the nice like accoutrements whatever sure. go out and buy like a beautiful produce and perfect avocados buy them like three days ahead of time so yeah. they're ready to go and hey and jeff here's one on you yeah do you know how to pick the proper avocado yeah how well i asked my wife and she says well, let's Shout just let, hi, Mel, love you. Let's love you. just buy this guacamole that's already mixed. I'm it's like, correct. sweet. Yeah, that's it. So this, that's all you need. This is why I knew, like Mel brings the heat. She knows what's going on. You are, she's the pretty face. You're the semi pretty face. Oh no, I wouldn't say that. Well, I was just being nice. She's a pretty face. I'm she's just, very, very I'm much more just... of a gremlin looking. You know, I know it's crazy individual. how this happened. I know you are. You're, you well, you're... laughter. Yes. <laughs> that's brings, worth something. Brings a noodle soup. She brings three really nice, he can cook, but he brings three really nice things to eat. And the and the laughter. Well, and the store-bought guacamole. So no, the way that yep. you pick a guacamole. Sorry, Guan. Here we go. I actually do know. Here's the way you pick a guacamole. Am I now? Tell me if I'm right. Please. The end of the gua of the avocado. Yes. Um, with a little the little nubbin nub. is yep, yeah. A nub. Um, if you if that comes off or you can push that in, does that mean it's ready to rock? Yeah. Don't push that in. Don't push it in. Especially oh, wow. at the grocery no. store. No. So if you yeah exactly oh. you push them all in, it's like a joystick. No, but if you flip it off, you're right. So you got part marks. So if you, if you do, if you take it off and you flick it off and it's like lime green mm. and it looks fresh and very bright, your avocado is perfect. Oh. Essentially. But if it's like dark and moldy and brown and soft, overly soft, walk away. Avocados. Mm. But that's how you do it. Avocado. Do that. Can you do it one more time without me interrupting? Sorry. No, I'm good. I already did it. Damn it. The, the listeners will hear. Would have been an amazing shout out to our friends. Okay. One more time. Avocados from Mexico. <laughs>
Okay, so we had some, we had another question here. You're just going through these questions. I love it. So I was going to say, what would be the main dish if you show up to a party, but you nailed it with that slow cooked meat, mm -hmm. something in a, in a, in a slow cooker, you know, you inspired me because I kid you not when I leave here, I'm going to my local grocery store, which there's lots Yeah. and I'm going to buy a piece of big piece of meat. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to start slow cooking tonight. Right. And there are so many different sauces. You go to like the sauce aisle and you think about what it was in like the 90s. Yeah. You're like, holy crap. There's so yeah. many Everything. unique flavor combinations. And really, you put that sauce in there. You put the meat in there. You can put some like full onions in there and just let it go for so long. For sure. Everything transforms into something else. Yeah. And then you can make sandwiches out of it. You can make tacos out of it. You know, you could make pulled pork tacos with a barbecue flavor that don't have to be, doesn't have to be chipotle and avocado and what a pickled onion and whatever else. It could be like smoky barbecue southern theme yeah with like a corn salsa or something you know what i mean like just think a little Fusion. twist out of outside the box, the box. Yeah. have you thought outside the box this afternoon are you do you know where you're cooking jeff cole for tomorrow night yes yeah. what are you doing i'm gonna get a piece of meat and slow cook it i this is it this is <laughs> i didn't get the invite yeah sorry no what? what oh um, you know what happened there was uh so paul slow cooking so uh so your new new year's um <laughs> Pot, what does that say? I think it says potluck. <laughs> so if you're going, okay, so let's hear about, so I agree, keep it simple, keep it stupid. Realize the fact that Jeff Cole, when stupid you're, when you're yeah, keep it real stupid. No, Jeff Cole has not invited me or Paul to this nice I already, I invited Paul. I've known Paul for nearly an hour and he's already getting well, he, an invite. No. I thought we weren't going to tell him. Right? Okay, this is getting better by the second. Oh, that's a different Paul. Oh, sorry. So you're left out too. Don't say anything. So, um, sorry, what was that? Jeff Cole's bringing Harry Connick Jr. to the party, or at least sending him a DM. What's up? Oh, I, I'll <laughs> Good DM. luck with that. I'd, right? I'd DM him. Slide into the DMs. Actually, you know what? DDM? DDM. DDM. Slide into my DDMs. Okay, so if you're Paul, and then I want to throw this to Jeff. Jeff okay. and Paul. So, Paul, would be the, what would be the best ever? What was the best ever memory of a New Year's? Because there can be good, bad, and ugly New Year's. Mm -hmm. What's your best ever New Year's memory or your and your worst ever New Year's memory? That's a tough question. It is tough. I think that we've had, I have had so many good New Year's, New Year's, New Year's, New Year's, New Year's, New Year's Eve. Yep. Uh, just, just because I've been, I've had such a strong group of friends. We always get together. We always have a good time. Yep. Um, there was one in particular where we had a, kind of a cottage hopping New Year's up where my family's cottages cool. and every cottage awesome. did a different theme. Oh, cool. Signature cocktail, hors d'oeuvres. Mm. And so our theme was Bond. So we had martinis and we had Clams Casino. Amazing. And you only get 45 minutes in every cottage. I love you Clams have, Casino. You have a little bit of that. Oh, yeah. You and I both love seafood. Big time. And, you know, you have a martini, maybe two. And then everyone like mobilizes and goes to the next cottage. Cool. And then at the last cottage, because we're Estonian, here's a little weird tradition. They do the, they do this thing called lead pouring. Okay. So they have like, a, they ha they, they, you melt lead, a little quantity of lead in like, a, I don't even know what it is blacksmith's yeah, yeah, yeah. measuring cup yeah. tool kind of mm -hmm. thing. And then you pour it into ice water and whatever shape it takes gets read by the elder at the party, which at wow. the party was like a 46 year old woman. Sure. But she really played the part. Young, young crowd, young and crowd. Then, and she, but she did such a good job of like fortune telling what cool. your next year is going to be based on it. It's so much fun. That's cool. I want to do that. Yeah, right? that was really fun. We don't, all we do is try not to throw up in the living room. <laughs> before before 12. Read the shape yeah. of your vomit on the right? carpet. Yes. It's like, hmm. Welcome to London, Ontario. I think it's a hundred dollar bill. <laughs> good. That's, that seems lucky. Yeah. Do you have that's... any good, uh, so that's a good one. I'll let you think for a second. Let's go to Jeff. Jeff, do you remember your best New Year's memory? Uh, to be perfectly honest, I don't really remember a lot of New Year's. Uh... Those are great. I mean, I Those think actually, I think I can say 
my New Year's when I was, I think, nine, when my cousin Cole, who is uh, my same age. Sorry, Cole Cole, would his name be? Or? It's Cole Tavner. Okay. Took the family name as the first Cole. name. Just checking. Yep. <laughs> Love you, bud. Hi, Cole Cole. You, wow, it's original. You think you ever heard that before? Sorry. So um, I'm a bully, I guess. So uh, we had a microphone. All the beer was being kept in the basement. Me and my cousin are having a sleepover down in the basement while the party's going on upstairs. So, I mean, we have access to all this beer. So we stole 11 beers. And you said you're nine. Nine. Wow. And we oh. drank all these beers. Now, we both got incredibly sick. Oh, God. But it was that like, oh, my God, this is like the coolest thing in the world. Were they like found... export or something like in the 80s or 90s? That was, that was like looking? Labatt Ice yeah, and Labatt Ice. Um, like Wild 14, Cats. It's like 14.2 alcohol. awful. Yeah, heavy but stuff. That was a good time. <laughs> Other than that, um, no, I don't really remember anything from that day forward, to be honest. <laughs> exactly. That's how it sort of structured your life. You and Cole Cole. Was that the best or the worst? Oh, that was the best. Yeah, that was the best. That was the best. I mean, I have I have like recollections of this or that, perhaps, or I've seen photos of me on New Year's. What but... about a bad one? Like, I know my, one of my bad ones was a few years ago downtown Toronto. Do you remember how much snow we used to get on New Year's? It seemed like it snowed every New Year's, yeah. no matter where you were. And I remember being stuck at some bar. Again, I like house parties, too. So if you want to invite me to a house party, I'll come. But we got stuck at some random bar. Matt, would you like to come to my house tomorrow? Hi, Jeff. Nice to meet you. I would love to come. Okay, sweet. You're You're in. I'll bring, oh, I'll, seems like an I'll bring it totally afterthought. Are you bringing a roast? Are you doing some kind of like nice? Well, I'm not bringing it. It's already going to be there. It's going to be there. But I used, I got stuck. I got stuck with no cabs and it was like oh, a torrential, huge oh, snowstorm. And it was the middle of nowhere. You're tired. You're late. You're hungover already. Get me home. I think it's that like, was the last year we did it's that. It's like the walking dead on new year's Eve 100%. and, and um, Halloween Eve are the two worst times to go downtown because getting a cab is impossible for sure. Yeah. And especially now with like, with, you know, Uber and whatnot and Lyft shout out to both, whichever gives us more money. Shout out. Um, <laughs> there's a, one car pulls up and 300 people are thinking, that's not my ride. Is that my ride? And I you're know. paying $3,000 to get a ride back to like around the for York. Yeah. And so yeah, stay home. I think, I, think I, I like what you're saying. Open, though. That's TDC that's is a good point. That's yeah, a good point. Unlike Halloween, it'll be open all night, right? That's right. true. Shout out to TTC and shout out to actually Corby that does that actually. Yeah. So those guys free do rides. free rides for it here that's in Toronto. So we're filming this down and listening. You guys are listening. We're down here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. And our street service, what do you call it? Our streetcar, mm-hmm. our above ground light transit. Yep. Um, which light we do rail. need light rail, which we do need more subways in my opinion. Uh, we give away free rides on that day, which is great. So nobody has to drink and drive. Mm-hmm. So let's really quickly, five seconds. What was your worst one? If you can remember Paul, honestly, there's no worst one, but I, I recall. And given that we're going to 2020, yeah. do you remember Y2K? 100%. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I know exactly this, where this I was. wasn't the worst one. Actually, I think it might've been like my first champagne buzz, hmm. uh, but How'd that, how'd that feel, P.S.? Really good. Really? Set me off on the right path. Yeah, no, you've and, done well for yourself. <laughs> and he's drinking it right now. Right? And so, uh, and so, uh, my but my uncle had rigged the the computer, the the big desktop at the time upstairs at midnight to flash like an angel with wings, like an archangel oh image. And all us kids were like, he's like, watch the computer to make sure everything's okay. Right, doesn't go scared. down. Yeah. And this angel comes in, it's like, oh. And we're all just like, amazing. Ah, we, amazing. Run, we ran downstairs. Amazing. They're all cracking up. What's your uncle's name? Toivo. Toivo. Shout out to Toivo. Shout out to Toivo. It was Toivo it toys was with the kids. Yeah. Honestly, no, that's a that's he, wicked. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was with my family. I was on my uh, my Irish side of the family. We did a big, big meetup. There was like 30 of us. We all stayed over because we thought the world was ending. 
everybody had to have rations, Y2K, which oh, for you kids, listen, batteries in do you remember? <laughs> so Y2K was when the world was about to end because the mind calendar essentially said that in the year 2000, the world was ending because computers essentially were going to shut down because they didn't switch over. Yeah, I'm not sure those two things. Something about zeros and ones. Zeros, yeah, zeros yeah. and ones. But I don't know if the Mayans predicted that computers were. No, they do. They knew Bill Gates back then. Oh, is that right? Oh, okay. Yeah, I saw that on yeah, Facebook. Yeah, so told right. me that. Mm -hmm. It was a memory. 2012? No, I just saw that movie. 2012. But no, 2000 is was, when the. That was about Mayans? I think they're all about the Mayans. <laughs> yeah. The Mayans are so smart. Next week, we're doing a little Mexican culture uh, piece about some Latin American culture. Jeff, you're going to be down in Mexico. I am going to be in Puerto Vallarta. Right. Next right. week from. Yeah. Next. So I'm going to patch in through uh through our friends here at talk shoe and do you think that's going to be a good so if we look back and have a next year episode around new year's around good and bad do you think your new year's eve plans is going to be a good one are you hoping like what's yeah how's I, it looking well i mean to be fair it's there's a i personally like new year's day better mm. new year's day to me new year's eve is always some kind of there's a lot of pressure shit show commotion it is. yeah and yeah. i mean i enjoy the you know it used when you're younger i think it's more like oh wow it's whatever now it's just sort of like I like to reflect at, at midnight in a mirror, usually look like, what am I doing? Like Joker in the movie Joker? I haven't seen it yet. Sorry. <laughs> just blew it for you. Sorry, me. I'm not made of money. Just Go see movies. I just blew the whole thing for you. Don't no see one it. can see me doing these do you quotations mind, in the air. Do you mind air. when you call me out to stage? Can you call me Joker? Sorry. I, again, haven't seen it, so no frame of reference. You don't have to anymore. If I, can, if I may, on what the New Year's Earth? Day. Here's, I think people should more celebrate New Year's Day. Because for someone, for folks like us, like we're in the, in, we've all worked in restaurant industry and, and that, and you know, entertainment, sure, whatever. <clears throat> but New Year's day, most people, <laughs> you go out in the street, it's like Christmas day. No one is out. Right. But I mean, you go, go down to Chinatown and like try a bunch of different, you know, dim sum. restaurants, dim sum, yeah. dim sum for sure. And dim sum you went like to. use that day as like, it's a write off day, but in a great way, you can start off the new year by for just. Sure. Doing whatever you feel like. You don't want to yeah. wear pants? Fine. Put on a towel. <laughs> Go eat some dim sum. Sumai for years. Sumai. You know what I mean? And then on the second, get get back to work. Right. You, you, right. No, yeah, just jump right back into it. This sure. year was weird because the way it fell on the calendar was sort of weird. Today's Friday. No, it's not. It's Monday. No, it's not. Sorry, it's Monday. Oh, yeah. See, that's what I mean. Legitimately, yeah, I was yeah, messed we're up. All confused. But it's Monday, the 30th, but we're think it feels like Friday. Yeah, because tomorrow's like a weekend in a way yeah, with right, New Year's. Right. It's so bizarre. The only reason I knew today is Monday and yesterday was Sunday is because there was football on. Well, and... there's also football on Monday, so good call. Yeah, and Thursdays. Yeah. Okay. There was Saturday the other week. Bills play, playoff game. Shout out to my fellow Buffalo Bills, Bills Mafia fans. Bills are in the playoffs this Saturday, 4.30 against the Texans. It's going to be amazing. Go Bills. Let's go. Again, okay. great topical uh it, thank you. There, well, this man. is this is we're we're putting this to air tomorrow. That's true. We could hit live, but let's get into the rapid fire. So, guys, we're here with Chef Paul Lilicus, and we're gonna do a little rapid fire. Jeff, you want to start us off there on the old the old rapid fire section here, bud? Yeah, sure do. So let's just jump right into it. This just, is always fun. Got to put on my uh, spectacles here. Spectacles. Okay, Paul, you ready for this? Launch. So ready. you ready? Here we go. Mm -hmm. Texting or talking, and this would be I'm gonna assume at midnight. Talking. Okay. You ever had that? I'm sorry to jump in. You ever had it where you tried to make a call and the Ooh, network was? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a thing. It's frustrating. Not, not me. I never had anyone to call. Oh, dear. Um, He's too busy Maddie. in the mirror. Back to me. Okay. Uh, favorite day of the week, Paul. This is in general. Ooh, Friday. Really? Or Mondays that feel like Fridays. Could be today. No, I'm Fridays. Fridays. Yeah. TGIF. Yes. Okay. New Year's home party or bar. Well, I think oh, we know. Party. For sure. 
if you had to go to a bar, what kind of bar would it be? Like, what's the, what's the vibe you're looking for? Oh, Woody's. Woody's. Woody's for sure. Okay. I love Woody's. I've been to Woody's. I love yeah, Woody's yeah. too. Yeah, Woody's is a great place. Yeah. Absolutely. It's where dreams come true. There Literally. you go. <laughs> really? Okay. <laughs> You've had fun in Woody's? <laughs> More than I want to talk I love about. it. I love it. We'll keep it rolling. Okay, guys. So nickname your parents used to call you? Uh, Pauli. 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 In Estonian, uh, Paul is pronounced Paul. Okay. And Pauli Pauli was like what they call me when I was a little kid. Right. Pauli. 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 I might have to start using that. That's right. Pauli. Come to dinner. You sound like a rock star with that name. You could be like a European rock star. Really? Just instead of like. Welcome to the show. My name is Pauli. Maybe. Let's party now. I'm not wearing pants. Like a Eurovision. It is Eurovision. (laughs) Totally. No, no. From like 1993. Hi, guys. It's Pauli in the house. Okay, and now now we've been culturally insensitive. Last How's song. Culturally you... insensitive. I don't know. Last... I'm not offended. Thank I, you. Oh, I am. <laughs> by how bad we were. Last song you downloaded. Uh, I think the last song I downloaded was San Francisco by Noep. Okay, I'm okay. definitely not cool enough to know who that is. He's an electronic artist. Check him out. Got it. I will like it. Uh, would you rather speak every every language in the world, or would you be able? Would you rather speak to animals? Oh, speak to animals. Yeah, for sure. Like Tarzan. Yeah. yeah. What would I do with all those languages? Talk to more people. Pauli is here. <laughs> here to teach you some languages. That sounds way more fun than speaking to dolphins. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> Favorite holiday? Do you know the dolphin? Halloween. Really? Yeah. Cool. Dress up party. Fun. Yeah. Party, dress up, fun. Fun candy. Candy. Love more childhood glee yeah. than I have for Christmas. Really? Yeah. Oh, me too. Wow. Same really? way. Same it's way. like, I'm, it's so like undiluted by the hustle and bustle because there's no commitments to Halloween. Right. You right, can either right. dress up or not. You can give out candy or not. But like something about the colors and the marketing. What was like, your best Halloween yeah. costume of all time? Oh, I went as herpes one year. <laughs> Yeah. Simplex C? I used, you know, I was covered in, I was covered in oh <laughs> little pink God. balloons and we were going to a nightclub in Niagara. Oh my oh, God. That was a mistake. Well, that's perfect. And, oh, that it, was perfect. Ter- it was terrible. Hey, that looks like me. What yeah. I have. Hey, bro, I had, bro. I even had a um, pantyhose sphincter. It oh was, it was God. pantyhose over a glow stick that were like cinched in the middle. Oh. And I, I had that. Anywho. Uh, I love but it. I'm going through this club and all these drunk people are just like yanking my balloons. Each one's held on by a safety. And normally pin. you would pay them for that. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I got nothing. Right. And so then I go outside and we're waiting for cabs to leave. I was over it. I wanted this thing off. And people start popping them with their cigarettes. Made your it life. Was, it, was, it was simultaneously the best and worst right. costume ever. Well, you did something for the people. It was good. I went yes. as a I went as a kissing booth one year. That was fun. I was in university. Mm, yeah, I, could, I could see you doing that. Were you it was kissing great. so many randos? It was. Yeah. I also got the the the, the, herb. the herb from that. that I'm kidding. Weird. What about you, Jeff Cole? Real quick for a bit, uh, Halloween costume all the time. Um, pass. Fair enough. Hard pass, as they say. Hard Come pass. back to me. Oh, one time I was Vincent Vega, and my buddy was Mia Wallace. I love it. That was all right. <laughs> Scale of one to ten, Paul. How good a driver are you? One being the best, ten being the worst. The opposite. <laughs> I changed it. I'd say like a solid eight. Really? I can hear my husband cackling from across the city. So they being so if you said eight, eight would be bad. It would. One was great. Oh, I see, One was I see. great. Eight no, was no, terrible. No, no, no. Okay, then I would say like a two. Wow. Maybe two, three. You should maybe think about doing. You've got a lot of things on your roster, but you maybe a solid Uber driver in there. Oh yeah. PTs. I can always fall back. PTs, on that. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You and me both. <laughs> Have you ever worn socks with sandals? Yes. Who hasn't? 
He's Eastern European. Yes, that's Eastern. true. That's Eastern part of our heritage, like right? Literally, it's part of his life. And honestly, yeah, I think I have too. I do it on a daily. You should. Mm. You're doing it right now. Favorite ice cream flavor, Paul? Cookie dough. Solid. On the dough front, how about sourdough or wheat? Sourdough. Obviously. Who yeah. the hell's been like, mm, I can't wait to eat this wheat bread? You know what? If you've got high blood pressure, though, <clears throat> they tell you that you should have wheat, like multigrains and wheat only. Okay. Just saying. Would you rather cuddle a, pa- a baby panda or a baby penguin? Baby panda. <laughs> So cute. Yeah. I'll take the penguin. I actually have a penguin at my house, like a big stand-up what? penguin that my no. wife has been just so angry that I brought it home. I've had it since I was like 12. Okay. And yeah, it's, it lives in our house. Do you have a penguin tattoo? Tattoo? I don't know. I do. Matt oh. is now showing off his yeah. chest. <laughs> and of those can't... pesky clothes. Oh, there right? he does. Oh, yeah. Penguin tattoo. <laughs> Thank well, you very much. That's a great uh, little tattoo there. What do you mean? Me and my sister got the same one. I, well, shout out to your sister. Thank you, Amy. What's up? Uh, would you, uh, well, say a word in Spanish. Si. Jesus. Really hard <laughs> hitting. Okay, say two words in Spanish. <laughs> si, senor. Fair enough. Guy knows how to answer them. This is a good one. This is a solid follow-up. Hey, Jeff, would you eat, how about this, Paul? Would you eat a day-old taquito from 7-Eleven? Probably not at this point. Maybe in my old, <laughs> younger years. So maybe re-ask Mr. the question. Fancy over yeah. here. Have you eaten a day-old taquito from 7-Eleven? Uh, I don't think so, but something They're something solid. similar. They are solid. Oh, way. God. They're when so I, good. They are good. Back when I was like going to college, <clears throat> I was a big guy back then. Okay. Uh, I don't even want to admit this. I don't even want to talk about it. Um, <laughs> He's doing, you started now. 7-Eleven had the chili and cheese machine. Mm. <laughs> it literally looked like, like you know seen it coming out yeah oh my god all the cheese you can eat for wh- whatever included in the price of your oh my dog god. and you live that's what you do when you're in school you live off that kind of stuff well yeah. see the trick is if you go into 7-eleven between like 5 and 6 a.m that's when they're changing the stuff and you can get the old stuff if there's any left for like like three for a buck see that mm. you just got to follow jeff cole's lead that's right he definitely knows how to shop okay paul kim kardashian and donald trump excuse me we're both drowning, and you could only save one. Who would it be? Oh, Kim. Yeah. God. Kimmy K. Jeez. God bless her. Okay. She's got a sweet Instagram account. It's very thematic when you see it. Good. I'm sure she's working all night on that content. Right? Yeah. Herself. Yes. Let's maybe react. Down in the that. basement. So Kim, if it was right, what happens if it was okay? Let's we'll skip that. Invisibility or super strength, Paul? Which one would you choose? Invisibility. Okay. Why? Um, it's just more useful. It probably is. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. But like super strength is pretty solid, by the way. Yeah. Everyone would, it, it would be like buying a truck. Suddenly everyone would need you on the weekend. Well, yeah, oh, but that's it, good. Actually, well, I never thought about that. But also too, like, I mean, could you control how strong you were? Like, I mean, let's say you go to, you know, pick up a, a go to pet a puppy and you end up smushing it and killing it. That's right. no good either. You know, like, cause you're that strong. You, you don't know your own strength. It's you true. know, like, what do you do? Clark Kent does have that issue. That's mm. my thing. God man. bless him. Yeah. The answer is clear. Only you know how to handle the power. Only you can prevent Horse stupid riders. questions. The last one's you, big guy. Shoot it. Uh, is it wrong for a vegetarian to eat animal crackers? No. Right. This is hard-hitting journalism we're doing here. This is uh, <laughs> that right there is one of those uh, existential questions that we'll never quite get to. Now, Matt. Yes, Jeff. I am really. I mean, I want you to change my outlook on grapes because since you started talking about it, I'm like, you know what? It's been so long. It's been hanging over my head forever. It's been hanging over the your head since you were four. Yes, no, seven. Seven. 
but I like I would like to look at a grape and not be like oh, murder. Right. So can you murder. please you change grape therapy? Right. Yeah. You do need grape. Can you guys Pass change? Can Can you change my my outlook on grapes with this recipe, please? Yeah. So now we'll get into the dine portion of dine and dash. So uh, you know the way we like to do this on the show, as you guys know, is we open it up in almost like a kitchen party. Every good party, every good recipe, every good great dish starts in the kitchen, and we do it together. So Jeff, to sort of walk you through that. You know, the good thing about living in North America, the majority of our grapes come seedless. Um, I recommend buying them seedless just because it's a lot easier to eat at that time. Mm. You know, we talked about too, you know, in Spain, in Mexico, these are traditions in Portugal to a little bit uh, that when the clock strikes 12 at 1159, the goal is to eat a 12 part of me uh, grapes and each grape represents 12 months or one month of good luck the next year. So one thing that we wanted to do and I started to walk you through, so starting with ingredients, and Paul, I'm going to throw stuff to you too, as we talk about this, but starting with three, you know, three cups of grapes, again, this is sort of just for a big, a bit of a party scene. So you could do, you know, 24, 36, 48, depending on how many grapes you've got, how many people just divide the number accordingly. But, you know, we want to, you want to have either red or green grapes. Paul, do you have any kind of preference on a grape? Mm, I like, I like red grapes if you're roasting them Yeah. just for the color. Me too. Me too. I think it's going to be a better. I like neither. You, yeah, you oh. don't. But this is the point of our Jeff and I, part of me, Paul and I are going to convert you. Oh, it's a, it's fair enough. Year, I'm not going to I'm not going to go down easy. No. So, so now we've got a baking sheet. You've set your oven. So you set your oven to 375. You've got a parchment sheet or you've got some foil on a baking pan or multiple baking pans. If you've got a lot of people coming over, olive oil. So you could, you know, you could switch that up. You could use good old Canadian canola oil. What about grapeseed oil? You could use grapeseed oil, keeping it grape in the family. That's, that sounds great, right? Sounds great. Let's keep, let's keep on that pattern. So <laughs> olive oil. So in a mixing bowl, you've got your grapes, you've got your olive oil, you've got fresh thyme, you've got fresh oregano. Uh, would you use any other kind of sort of spice in there, or sorry, herb at all? Paul? Uh, well, thyme, I, I, oregano. I wouldn't add more. Right. I would maybe switch it up. Yep. Um, you, you you could really use any any. Uh, it really depends on what you're going for. Like you're going for kind of like a you want that Greek you want, flavor. It is. Here. This is this is very like Greek sort of Mediterranean, right? So at the right. end of the day, you want because Mediterranean where that tradition takes place. Yeah. And I think you want that sweetness of the grape, especially when you roast it, and then you want the savoriness of the herb. So yeah. You just got to find that sort of happy medium. I like thyme and oregano. It's a good choice. Right. So thank you. Then we're gonna hit it as well. So then some aged sort of balsamic vinegar. So you want to have a little bit of acidic and uh, acidity. acidity in there. Thank you. So rip that all together in a mixing bowl. Now everything's dressed nicely. You're going to lay all of that out on your baking sheet. Get a little bit of fresh pepper, you know, and Paul, maybe tell us why we want to use fresh pepper as opposed to like, just like in the box store brought press. Oh pepper. God. It's like night and day. Right. You, that is a spice you want to grind right as you're using it. You're going to get the best flavor. For sure. That's why recipe call for freshly ground. You got to pay attention there. For sure. And so many people do not. No. So like if you do have a, a, a pepper mill, use the pepper mill. Some yeah. people only bring it out for special occasions, but use fresh ground pepper if the recipe calls for it. In our recipe, our roasted grape recipe here, mm -hmm. Dine and Dash, it calls for it. It's aromatic. Uh, your flavors just can be 100%. On spices, gentlemen, Jeff Cole, how long do you like to keep your spices in your spice rack at home? Yeah, I, I don't have a rack per se. You do. Don't be so hard on yourself. Thank You've you. You've been working out. Um, I have more of a, um, what I, I got, I got to be honest lately. And in the past few years, I have not like, I, I have lots of spices <clears throat> and herbs, but I am really cheap when it comes to them. So I, I will go to the dollar store or yep. I will go to, you know, Metro and just buy a bag of it. And, and then it just sort of sits there till I use it. But 
I mean, is there is there a bet? I mean, as, except for like basil. Yeah. I like to have fresh, fresh basil. Fresh for sure in the summertime, amazing. Yeah, but I mean, is there? Is I've got my preferences. I don't know. I'll throw this to our guest, you know, host Paul. Paul, you fire away, maybe on spices and or part of me herbs and herbs and spices. spices. Yeah. Yeah, I think that um, some inevitably end up aging for quite some time, but for the most part, I try to. I cook so much that I just rotate them naturally so yeah. i mean i don't think that you should really be like looking to keep dried herbs spices ground things like that for more than a year but no. but just cook a lot and only only keep the ones that you're actually going to use for sure mm -hmm. some people like to great great point so i would say keep it a smaller rotation keep it tight because use the ones that you're using because less is more as well yeah, and I, you want to keep things fresh if you can like you know people have ground nutmeg Buy fresh nutmeg. Oh yeah. And buy a whole nutmeg and it just grate it. It lasts way longer. Plays, it it you know tastes I mean? way better. And yeah. then if something is ground and you don't know how old it is, just use your nose. Give sure. you all nasal appraisal, you know. Nasal appraisal. Nasal Follow appraisal. Nose. Hashtag nasal appraisal. Hashtag that was great. Hashtag nasal appraisal. Hashtag DDP. Yeah. Yeah. That might get ugly. How's that basil? Give it the nasal appraisal. Nasal appraisal basil. <laughs> you guys can just keep going on all this. So now <laughs> you're awesome. I like that. Your oven is set for 375. Nasal this appraisal. is about, and the reason why we chose this recipe, I chose it is because I want Paul, you brought up the best point, and I live that way. Jeff, maybe not, because he's a wild card. Can't tame that man. But you want your you want the party host to enjoy the party too. Mm -hmm. So this is a total simple recipe where I want to set it and forget it and just, it's done, you yeah. know? So this could be used as an appetizer, could be used at the count of 12. Um, it could be on your, your charcuterie table. Oh. This is the place where you want to go to that bakery yeah. that makes the best bread. Maybe right. it costs six bucks a loaf or seven bucks yeah. a loaf, but it's so good. Shout out, it that morning. Shout out Blackbird Bakery in Toronto. Mm -hmm. And some, yes. I don't know, fresh Simon. ricotta on top. Oh, I'd love that. Might go see our friends Afrim in the family over at Cheese Boutique. Oh, yeah. Never know. Get that board game going. This is board board planning, but it is. You want to have that laid out. So now you've tossed everything. Your grapes are on your baking tray. Tray goes into the oven. You want to roast that off for about 12 to 15 minutes. You'll see them just start slightly blister a little bit and soften up. So you've got that really nice, almost almost like a not a true caramelization, but they're they're roasted, they're soft. You want to let them sort of come to a nice cool. And you could just sort of sit those out, put them in a nice board, as you said, Paul. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, what I want everybody to do, and you've got to try this. So first off, did we convert you in any way, Jeff Cole? Well, you just said there's one last thing you got to do. I want to know what that is. Eat them. Oh, <clears throat> see, I would love to like prepare this and mm -hmm. watch them being prepared. As far as the eating part goes, I think I'd have to, I think I'd have to give it a whirl. <laughs> Well, yeah, so I I'm, think so. So I'm going to prepare this dish tomorrow, and you I'm going to post it on our here. right. Well, I'm going to do this. Yeah, so why tomorrow, I'd like to hear the hear the sounds of you oh. of you judging it. <laughs> so you've got your house party tomorrow. So then here's the deal. This is what we got to do. I'm going to be at a house tomorrow party. You're going to be at a house party. Paul, did we ask you what you're doing? I'm also going to be at a house party. So if you guys may, please go out, grab some red grapes, small amount, big amount, whatever it is, and let's all make this recipe. Mm. And I want you to share it on our at dine and dash podcast, Instagram account. All right. And um, we'll see who's looks the best and see who looks the best. Well, and just <laughs> I, I can, I can almost guarantee that mine will not look the best. Not well, there's not many, no, That's you bring true. the wrong attitude, dude. You can't mess up this recipe. It's a straightforward recipe. That's why we chose it. I really don't think how I see how you could go wrong you other can't. than overcooking them. Right. And then just turning to little mush puddles. Okay. Now, you know, one thing I did say, and I'm sorry, okay. is at the end is I want to finish them with a little bit more. You can just do a little sprinkle when they're done and you've got them plated, hit it with a little more of that balsamic vinegar. And if you wanted to, you could also make that balsamic vinegar into a reduction. So just mm -hmm. put it on the element and just over like a low medium heat, 
just sort of take that balsamic and so it reduces, becomes nice and thick, sticky. right? And sticky. Yeah. Mm. You want that sort of, you know, that nice sweetness. And then just sweetness. sort of sort of drizzle that over. <laughs> drizzle. So thank you. Thickness. <laughs> Something I've never been called. Okay. Other than my stomach. <clears throat> yep. Balsamic. Balsamic. No, that was, uh, oh, no, that was Paolo. Paulino. Pauli. 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 Can you say it in the deep voice, though? Pauli. That's really weird. So crazy. Pauli. Okay. Sounds like the movie It, by the way. Come underneath the bridge. Jesus. Please don't do Pauli. that. Please don't okay. do that. Well, well, this is the time of the show where I think we start to sign off. <laughs> Guys, this has been a great episode. Paul, did you have fun today? Yeah, thanks for having me. Amazing. I, I, I think you're great. Thanks. I think yeah. you're great. We didn't ask your awesome. opinion actually yet, Jeff, but that's fine. Let's have it again. <sighs> well, he did invite us, Paul, to the to his. his I was never having party. a party to begin with, to be perfectly honest. But now I have to have a party. And, so, and you have to make grapes. Now you got to make grapes. You got right? a slow cooker. He hasn't even bought yet. I know. <laughs> but that's fine. You know what? You gave me something to do. I love it. Because otherwise it would have been sitting in the tub again alone. Or looking at yourself in the mirror. And yeah, you just would day. be swallowing your grapes by drinking red wine. That's true. The old-fashioned way. The old-fashioned way. Never fail. <laughs> Guys, this is episode three. This is Dine and Dash podcast. We're down in Talkshoe Studio here at Stack Market, Toronto, Ontario. I'm Matt Dean Bennett. Jeff Cole. Paul Lillicus. This has been an awesome episode, guys. Happy New Year's. Be safe. Hug your loved ones. Happy New Year's. Happy New Year's. We'll see you in 2020. Happy 2020. Ooh, the roaring 20s. Booyah. This is Jeopardy. Oh, wrong show. I meant 2020. <laughs> Fantastic.